Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs and Longhorn Nation. It's Bama week, and nobody is giving your favorite football team a chance to win this game on Saturday. Chris Gordy from Locked on SEC came on the show yesterday and basically said without saying that he expects Bama to roll. And oddsmakers have deemed that your Texas Longhorns are a 20-point underdog at home which tells you what they think about Alabama, but it also tells you what they think about Texas. Nobody believes in us but us. So Longhorn Nation, it's time to go out here and shock the world. And that's why on today's episode of Lockdown Longhorns, we're coming with the three keys to victory, three things that have to happen for your Longhorns to knock off the number one team in the country on Saturday, the Alabama Crimson Tide. And the first thing that has to happen is Quinn Ewers has to outplay Bryce Young in DKR on Saturday. Sark said it's the most important position in sports. And at the most important position in sports on Saturday, Quinn Ewers has to beat Bryce Young in that matchup. Now, with Quinn Ewers going into his second career start and Bryce Young going into his 17th career start, in this scenario, Quinn Ewers is the rookie and Bryce Young is the vet. But for Texas to win on Saturday, Quinn Ewers is going to have to play like a vet And Bryce Young is going to have to be forced into some rookie mistakes. Now, Longhorn Nation, there's a silver lining. And that is that thus far in Bryce Young's young but story career, Heisman winning career, he hasn't been great in true role games. At Auburn last year in the Iron Bowl, he only completed 49% of his passes, which was by far the lowest of his career. And he was sacked seven times. Some of those on Bryce Young. Some of those on the offensive line. Against Texas A&M, a game that they lost, he only completed 58% of his passes and was sacked four times. Some of those on the offensive line, some of those on Bryce Young. And at Florida last year, in the swamp, he completed 63% of his passes. It's not horrible by any means, but by Bryce Young's standards, it was the fourth lowest of his career, and he was sacked two times. Some of those on, you get it at this point. It's a fact that in true road games last year, outside of Mississippi State, which he dominated, he was a little shaky at times. And he's playing a true road game this Saturday at DKR in Austin, Texas. And so the crowd, you, if you're going to be at the game, Texas fans are going to have to make this a tough, hostile environment for Bryce Young. I know we're at a disadvantage because the game is at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's a lot more. It's a lot easier to be rowdy (laughs) at seven o'clock at night than it is in 11 o'clock in the morning. I mean, you're just waking up, you know, getting to the tailgate. By the time you get to the tailgate, the game starts. We're going to have to make it a tough environment for Bryce Young in DKR on Saturday. Put some pressure on him, make him uncomfortable and force him into some rookie mistakes. And then, of course, the defense led by DeMarvian Overson, the defensive line, the linebackers, the DBs. Pekakowski and Gary Patterson are going to have to find creative ways to make Bryce Young uncomfortable and force him into some rookie mistakes. And these are two different types of quarterbacks when you talk about Quinn Ewers and Bryce Young, but Quinn Ewers is going to have to win the quarterback battle on Saturday. And one of the easiest ways to do that is to win the turnover battle between himself and Bryce Young. Quinn Ewers is the gunslinger. He wants to take chances. He wants to put the ball in the air, throw the ball downfield, fit the ball into tight windows, uh, throw the ball from different arm angles off different platforms, 
while Bryce Young, he's a magician, a wizard in the pocket. Uh, but he's a point guard. He's accurate, very accurate. One of the best and most elite decision makers in college football and somebody who's never going to go broke taking a profit. When he sees one of his receivers, his playmakers open, he's going to get the ball to them and methodically move the offense up and down the field, whether it's by deep shots or short and intermediate. He doesn't force the ball. He doesn't take chances that aren't there. He takes what's open, takes what the defense gives him, makes excellent reads, pre-snap and post-snaps, calls his own audible, and really runs the show in Tuscaloosa. So these are two very different types of quarterbacks. But we've seen in big games, like the two biggest games of his career for Bryce Young against Cincinnati and Georgia in the college football playoff, he threw three of his seven interceptions last year in those two games. And if Texas has any chance to win against Alabama this week, they're going to have to force Bryce Young into some turnovers, and Quinn Ewers has to win the turnover battle between himself and Bryce Young. If Bryce Young turns the ball over two times, then Quinn Ewers better turn it over once or less. If Bryce Young turns the ball over once, then Quinn Ewers shouldn't turn the ball over at all. And if Bryce Young doesn't turn the ball over, then Quinn Ewers damn sure better not turn the ball over if Texas has a chance to win on Saturday. Like I said, this crowd and this defense are going to have to force Bryce Young to be uncomfortable, force him into some rookie mistakes. And Quinn Ewers, albeit his second start, is going to have to play with the poise and the moxie of a veteran with the experience that a quarterback like Bryce Young has. And we know that this defensive line can cause a lot of pressure, which could cause interceptions by Quinn Ewers. When you talk about this defensive line, from Alabama. It's led by one of the best players in the country, period, not just on defense, Will Anderson, who had 17 or 18 and a half sacks, sacks, not sacks, sacks last year, and 34 and a half tackles for loss. And then on the other end, you have Dallas Turner, who might be the second best edge rusher in the nation, going against a true freshman left tackle in Kelvin Banks and a right tackle in Christian Jones, who at times has been graded pretty poorly, especially last year. And Kelvin Banks and Christian Jones are going to have to hold their own against Dallas Turner and Will Anderson to make sure that Quinn Ewers has the time to drive the ball down the field and get the ball into the hands of their playmakers. But Sark knows that he can't rely on that to happen every play. So he's going to have to dial up a lot of quick throws for Quinn Ewers to be comfortable and get the ball out of his hands and negate that pass rush. We saw last week, although they lost 55 to zero, Utah State did a really good job of getting the ball out of their hands, and that's why this Alabama defense, which is so good at sacking the quarterback, had zero sacks last week against Utah State. And so Sark is going to have to do that a lot this week with Quinn Ewers to make sure that Dallas Turner and Will Anderson don't wreck the game plan. And on short throws last week or quick throws, throws that got out of Quinn Ewers' hands at two and a half seconds or less, he was eight for 11 for 110 yards in one touchdown. So that has to be a huge key in the game plan this week. If he's going to outplay Bryce Young, he can't do it on his back. He has to do it on his feet. And that means that they're going to have to get the ball out of their hands quickly to make sure that Dallas Turner and Will Anderson don't wreck the game plan. And then last but not least, Quinn Ewers is a gunslinger. He's going to take chances and he's going to take shots down the field. We have the speed at the wide receiver position to take those shots down the field. And Sark is a coach that is going to draw up as many shots down the field as he can. And as we'll talk about next with my second key to victory, wide receivers having to beat tight man coverage on the outside, there are going to be plenty of opportunities. 
But not only is Quinn Ewers is going to have to dominate and be efficient in the short game and get the ball out of his hands quickly, he's going to have to connect on those deep shots that he missed against Louisiana Monroe to Xavier Worthy to have any chance of beating the Alabama Crimson Tide. And plus, the more that you can open up the uh, passing game down the field, the more that you're going to have to make those defenders account for that and open up space for B. John Robinson in the run game. Because I think that Pete Golden, Nick Saban, and this defense are going to come into this game on Saturday trying to stop B. John Robinson and make Quinn Ewers and these receivers on the outside beat them. You know, I don't think they're going to focus more on B. John in this run game than the receivers on the outside. Now, as Texas fans, we could say, uh, you know, they're picking their poison because, of course, Quinn Ewers and Xavier Worthy and, and those tight ends and receivers can beat you. But I think any defensive coordinator would say, I'm going to make sure that B. John Robinson doesn't beat me because he's one of the five best players in the country. So Quinn Ewers is going to have to uh, connect on those deep balls and, and score quickly. You can't expect uh, to have seven or eight, 10 play, 12 play drives against this Alabama defense. You're going to have be able to you're going to have to be able to, to put up points and, and keep pace with Bryce Young and score quickly, which I think they'll be able to do by connecting in the deep pass. He's going to have to be efficient in the quick short passes. He's going to have to limit turnovers uh, against this Alabama defense, and he's going to have to play with the poise and the moxie of a veteran. And this defense and that crowd are going to have to force Bryce Young into being uncomfortable and making some rookie mistakes. Quinn Ewers has to play outplay Bryce Young for Texas to have any chance to upset the Crimson Tide on Saturday. Coming up next, why Texas receivers have to beat tight man coverage on the outside for Texas to have a chance on Saturday. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So Alabama went 13-2 and last year, losing in the national championship game to Kirby Smart in Georgia. And Nick Saban said that was a rebuilding year. And there's definitely more talent on this team than there were last year. And you bring back the Heisman winner in Bryce Young and uh, the best defensive player in the country in Will Anderson. But there are some areas on this Alabama team that can be taken advantage of. Will Texas do it? I'm not sure. Do most teams do it? No. I think that's why the spread is 20 points. I think most people believe Texas won't be able to do it, at least over the span of four quarters. But in their secondary, this is a young and inexperienced secondary, and Nick Saban and Pete Golding are still moving the pieces around back there, which allows for opportunities for Quinn Ewers, Sark, and this Texas offense to take advantage of. Not to mention they're going to play a lot of tight man covers, like I said, and allocate more resources to stopping B. John Robinson, which means that they're going to force Quinn Ewers and these wide receivers to beat them, and Quinn Ewers and these receivers are going to have to beat them. And I think it starts with the best receiver on the field, and that's Xavier Worthy, your wide receiver one. He has to have a Belitnikoff type of performance on Saturday for Texas to beat Alabama. B. John Robinson has to be great, and I think he is going to be great regardless of the outcome. But whether it's against Kool-Aid, McKinstry, uh, Eli Ricks, who transferred from LSU and is dealing with a back injury um, and missed some time in camp and is still trying to figure out where he best fits in that Alabama defense and learn the system, 
or some of their younger players who are young but talented, Xavier Worthy is going to have to have a Bolitnikov type of performance. We remember last year against Oklahoma where he had, I believe, nine catches, 250 yards, and, and two touchdowns. He's going to have to have an electric performance like that. I think seven to ten catches, 150-plus yards, two touchdowns. To beat a team like Alabama, your best players have to be your best players. I expect B. John Robinson to show up and do B. John Robinson things, but wide receiver is a dependent position. And for Xavier Worthy to dominate, Quinn Ewers has to be on. And I think he will, hopefully, on Saturday. I think Sark will put him in the best position to be, at least, <laughs> and, and, and stack the chips where they may. But if Texas has any chance of winning, Xavier Worthy has to dominate his matchup on Saturday and have a Bolitnikov-type worthy performance. This is a game, the first game of many, really, where I think you're going to see how big of a loss Isaiah Nayor was. You didn't need Isaiah Nayor to beat Louisiana Monroe, obviously. No disrespect, right? But I think Isaiah Nayor was Quinn Ewers. We've all seen the means. His effort, he down there somewhere, receiver, right? His big receiver that could consistently win jump balls. But I think Isaiah Nayor also had the speed uh, to get downfield and, and beat DBs. And we know Quinn Ewers, like I said, he's going to take chances. He's a gunslinger. And if he sees a wide receiver even even with the DB. We've heard the, the phrase, if he's even, he's leaving. He's going to throw it up and, and give him a chance to make plays. And I think now the receiver that's taken his place, gotten the majority of the first team reps, and Casey Kane is going to have to win those types of jump balls. As we've said, Nick Saban and these DBs, they want to play tight man coverage. They want to be down in the box to stop the run. They have a, a pass rush, can rush with four, and, and they're going to play tight man coverage on the outside and force you force your receivers to get separation and force the quarterbacks to make quick and accurate throws. But if there's an opportunity to throw the ball downfield in a one-on-one -on -one situation, or if there's an opportunity in the red zone for a one-on-one 50-50 ball jump ball situation, Quinn Ewers is going to have to throw it up and Casey Kane is going to have to come down with it. I think for Texas to beat Alabama on Saturday, Casey Kane is going to have to have a couple big momentum changing 50 50 ball type jump ball catches whether it's a 30 to 40 yard ball down the sideline where he beats the defender for a tough catch or in the red zone where he goes up on a fade route or makes a tough catch to come down uh with a touchdown in the end zone you know and puts points on the board for the longhorns casey kane is gonna have to make some big jump ball 50 50 type plays the type of plays that quinn ewers would have trusted isaiah nayor to make Casey Kane is going to have to make those type of plays with that next man mentality up on Saturday. And if it's not Casey Kane, it's going to have to be a Troy O'Meary or an Ajay Hall, maybe against his old team. Somebody in that spot on the outside opposite of Xavier Worthy is going to have to make some big plays down the field or in the red zone. And then underneath or over the middle, Quinn Ewers is going to have to get the ball out of his hands quick. And whether that's to the running backs in the form of a check down or his security blankets in Jordan Whittington and Jatavian Sanders underneath. I also think they need to make plays in the intermediate route, 15 to 20 yards down the field as well, to open up that area. Jordan Battle, one of the best safeties in the nation, but kind of get those linebackers and those safeties on their toes, you know, constantly, you know, show them the threat of having to cover in the mismatches and, and nightmares that Jordan Whittington and JT Sanders can form over the middle. Because not only does that open up the offense and give them more to account for, it opens up more space for B. John Robinson and those running backs to have to navigate. Like I said, I think that Alabama, at least from the beginning of the game, is going to go all in on stopping B. John Robinson and trying to make Sark and this offense one-dimensional. 
But if Quinn Ewers can uh, consistently attack them over the middle of the field with JT Sanders and uh, Jordan Whittington, then I think that ultimately just gives B. John Robinson more space to operate. And that's the last thing you want to give uh, to the best running back in the country. And then outside of Xavier Worthy having a Blitnikoff type of uh, performance, outside of Casey Kane having some big 50-50 jump ball type momentum change in plays, and outside of JT Sanders and Jordan Whittington dominating over the middle, who is that receiver that I haven't mentioned yet that's going to step up and make a big play for their quarterback, for this offense, and for this Texas team to pull off the upset on Saturday? Is it going to be Tariq Milton or a Savion Red making a play, uh, breaking a tackle, getting a big catch and run, or making a play over the middle? Is it going to be Brennan Thompson taking the top off the defense with 10-2 speed? Is it going to be Troy O'Meary making his first big play since he's been at Texas dealing with those two major injuries? Or is it going to be a Jai Hall coming back to hunt Nick Saban and his old Alabama team by making a big play for the Longhorns on Saturday. For Texas to win this game, Quinn Ewers has to outplay Bryce Young, and these receivers have to win the matchups in tight man coverage, especially Xavier Worthy, who's going to have to have a Belitnikov-type performance for Texas to win on Saturday. But for Quinn Ewers to outplay Bryce Young and for the wide receivers to consistently beat tight man coverage, we need my third key victory to happen, which is Texas winning on both sides in the trenches on the offensive and defensive lines, which we discuss next. Dwell in Austin and Hill Country mortgages have combined to make your Longhorn real estate team and Longhorn Nation for all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Make sure you're visiting www.longhornrealestateteam.com because in a changing, more complex market, you need to work with the top professionals in Austin. And our data and information-driven approach gives our clients a significant advantage. Decades of experience in all market conditions make us able to achieve the best results for our clients. And our clients for years have outperformed the market, leveraging our proprietary research, information, and expertise, which is now more important than Ever for all of your real estate needs in the Austin area, make sure you're checking out www.longhornrealestateteam.com. Hill Country Mortgages LLC NMLS 2324262. Jonathan Sarver NMLS 993872. Equal housing opportunity. So we talked about Quinn Ewers having to outplay Bryce Young and the wide receivers having to beat tight man coverage by a secondary that's good but not used to what we're seeing from the Alabama Crimson Tide. But last but not least, what might be the most important is Texas is going to have to win the battle in the trenches on Saturday to have any chance of upsetting the number one team in the country in Austin, Texas at the 40 acres on September 10th. And it starts with arguably the biggest matchup of the game. Will Anderson against your true freshman left tackle, Kelman Banks. Now, he's not going to be one-on-one with Will Anderson every play. They're going to have a tight end, chip him at times, a running back, chip him, or they're going to have a running back in the backfield to help if he does beat his matchup. But there are going to be times where it's going to be mano-a-mano, Kelvin Banks and Will Anderson. And if Texas has any chance of winning, Kelvin Banks is going to have to hold his own. And Kristen Jones, who last year was one of the lowest-ranked offensive linemen in the Big 12, he faces a very tough test. And Dallas Turner, who who very well may be the second best edge rusher in the nation and probably is a future top 10 to 15 pick in the NFL draft when he decides to declare. But if Texas has any chance of winning, 
Christian Jones is going to have to more than hold his own against Dallas Turner on Saturday. And that interior offensive line and Connor and, and Hayden Connor, excuse me, Jake Majors and Cole Hudson. Cole Hudson, geez, I'm messing up all these names. Cole Hudson, Jake Majors, and Hayden Connor are going to have to dominate up front, create space for these running backs in the middle of the field in the interior offensive line, but also prevent that pressure up front from getting to Quinn Ewers, allow him to step up in the pocket and make plays when he needs to be. And then on the defensive side, this is an Alabama offensive line that is not dominant like we're used to seeing. Even last year, this was an offensive line that gave up 35-plus sacks. I talked about the Auburn, Florida, and Texas A&M games last year where Bryce Young was sacked 13 times in just those three games. And like I said, this offensive line gave up 35-plus sacks last year. And now they're bringing in uh, some inconsistency to this unit like Texas is as well. They brought in a, a transfer left tackle from Vandy, their right tackle is inexperienced and they're still shifting some pieces around in the interior offensive line. They had two um, interior offensive linemen playing with the ones at right guard last week against Utah State. So they still have some movement. And this is a Texas defensive line that had a really good offseason and dominated, albeit against ULM. You have to play who's in front of you. They did dominate in week one. So their transfer left tackle from Vandy, who wasn't necessarily outstanding uh, at Vandy and now, you know, needs to be outstanding for the Crimson Tide because they have national championship aspirations. Can Baron Sorrell win that matchup like he did in week one, being the highest graded defender on the Texas football team, according to pro football focus with one and a half sacks and two tackles for loss? Can uh, DeMarvian Overshone continue to flash in a Micah Parsons type role and dominate in three different aspects of the game? Can he get the quarterback on the ground by making sacks? Can he dominate by coming downhill in the run game and stopping Jameer Gibbs? And can he dominate in coverage in the run game? I mean, against running backs <laughs> in coverage out of the backfield and then tight ends. And then in the interior defensive line, Keandre Coburn and Byron Murphy, right? Can they be that push up front? to help stop Jameer Gibbs in the run game, but also put pressure on Bryce Young from the inside, which I believe is way more effective than getting to him from the edge. Bryce Young is such a wizard in the pocket that when pressure comes from off the edge, all he does is move up in the pocket, keep his eyes down the field, and to deliver the ball to his playmakers. But we saw a new wrinkle in his game last week. When they pressured him off the edge, he just took off and run up the middle, and that led to 100 rushing yards, one of them coming on a 63-yard scramble. So, so much to account for with Bryce Young, which is why you have to get pressure up the middle. One, to get a push in that run game and make sure, you know, Jameer Gibbs isn't gashing you for five-plus yards of carry. But two, you have to make sure that Bryce Young is uncomfortable. And one way to do that is to force him to not be able to step up in the pocket. Because if he can step up in the pocket, he's just too accurate, too good with his decision-making, too good at reading coverages post and, and pre-snap and – he, like I said, his decision making is too good. He's going to dice you up and down the field all game. You have to make him uncomfortable. And then who's going to be like the receivers? Who's going to be that edge rusher that I haven't mentioned that's going to step up? Is it going to be Ovi Ogofu, who didn't really stand out last week against Louisiana Monroe? Is he going to have a big game against Alabama? Is it going to be one of the freshman edge rushers who all got significant playing time last week in Justice Finkley, Dre Bledsoe, uh, uh, Ethan Burke, or Jamon Tapp? Or is it somebody I'm not mentioning? Does Jalen Ford or Diamante Tucker Dorsey have a huge game? Do they have a couple sacks? Does Pete Kukowski and Gary Patterson uh, call up some blitzes that, you know, make Bryce Young uncomfortable and throw off 
you know, him in that Alabama offense. What can this defense do uh, to make this offensive line and Bryce Young uncomfortable and win that matchup in the trenches? And can our offensive line and our run game dictate the line of scrimmage and make things easier for Quinn Ewers at the quarterback position? Your best players are going to have to be your best players to beat Alabama. Uh, B. John Robinson is going to have to have a Heisman moment. Xavier Worthy is going to have to have a Bolitnikov-type performance. And I think players like Byron Murphy, Keandre Coburn, uh, DeMarvian Overshone, and Deshaun Jamerson are going to have to have huge games. But as far as my three keys to victory, I think Quinn Ewers has to outplay Bryce Young. The rookie has to outplay the vet. The wide receivers have to take advantage of a young shifting secondary at this point for the Alabama Crimson Tide and the wide receivers have to consistently beat one-on-one matchups, especially Xavier Worthy. And lastly, Texas has to win the battle in the trenches on the offensive side, holding Dallas Turner and Will Anderson at bay. And on the defensive side, beating up on the offensive line and ultimately putting pressure on Bryce Young, the reigning Heisman winner to allow Texas the best chance to shock the world and beat the number one team in the country on Saturday. Longhorn Nation, we got a long way to Saturday, but right now the score is 0-0, and Texas has every chance to win this game. Is it unlikely? Yes. Is it impossible? Hell no. Put your burnt orange and white on and start drinking that burnt orange Kool-Aid. Hook them, and peace.